Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> This crisis is a stark reminder to protect our economy over the long term, we need to become energy independent. I've had numerous conversations over the last three months with our European friends of how they have to be wean themselves off of Russian oil. It's just not, it's just not tenable. It should motivate us to accelerate the transition to clean energy. This is a perspective that our European allies share and the future where together we can achieve greater independence. Loosening environmental regulations or pulling back clean energy investment won't, let me explain, won't, will not lower energy prices for families. But transforming our economy to run on electric vehicles powered by clean energy with tax credits to help American families winterize their homes and use less energy, that will, that will help. And if we can, if we do what we can, it will mean that no one has to worry about the price of the gas pump in the future. Go up. Can't do much right now. Russia is responsible. The problem is he still won't say yes to American energy. He's right now begging other dictators, uh, Iran, Venezuela, to produce oil, but he keeps saying no to American energy. Welcome back. Uh, let me start off by saying everything that guy said is bullcrap. <laughs> I think I think we're all feeling it. I especially like where he said, you know, what we got to do is work on becoming energy independent. You know, it was not too long ago under a different administration that we were energy independent for the first time in, I believe, 50 years. Um, you have to bear with me on my numbers today. I'm not as prepared as I generally like to be for my show. <laughs> I've been uh, very busy, got a couple sick kids at the house, so sleep is definitely at a minimum right now, and prep time, I gotta, you know, take care of the family first, and then get all my stuff done secondary, so uh, prep time for me was not super good this time, so you may hear a lot of incoherent rambling coming out of me today, (laughs) we'll see how it goes. However, Joe Biden is doing what Joe Biden does best, which is lie, because he is absolutely lying. We were energy independent. We can get there again if he would just start producing oil. He refu- excuse me, he refuses to do so. He does not want to do oil. Now, one thing he did do, <laughs> amazingly, he finally listened to everybody, is he is finally going to stop purchasing oil from Russia, or at least he says he's going to. If that is the actual case and he stops purchasing the oil from Russia, at least the percentage of money that we're sending them right now to get all of that oil will not continue to fund the invasion of Ukraine. Again, we'll see. Joe Biden says a lot of things that he doesn't do. He also says a lot of things that are not true. He lies as easily as he breathes. Earlier in a press conference that he did, um, same one. He was talking about uh, everything his administration has done. They have done nothing. 
nothing to hinder progress for oil production. They have done nothing that would stop people from producing oil in the United States. And he went on to try to tout his accomplishments, saying that he's produced more oil in his first year in office than Trump did in his his first year in office. However, that's just another game he's playing. It's a sleight of hand. Trump's first year in office, he was coming off of Obama's policies for oil production. You see, he's not going to compare himself to Trump's last year in office when we were energy independent and we were selling to the world instead of buying. No, 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 no. He wants to compare it to his boss's year. That first year was all Obama policies and Lord and behold, we're back there right now. He can produce them. Do you know if he would just lift the band and he keeps wanting to tell you that he hasn't done anything to hinder the production of oil except he has banned any oil drilling and fracking on more than, ready, 2 billion acres of land. It's over 2 billion acres of land, federal land, that you're not allowed to frack or drill on anymore. Why don't you open up the 2 billion with a B, not million, billion with a B acres of land that we could potentially use to get more oil to the United States, we can become energy independent if you just turn on the faucet. If, if you just let the water flow, we could be energy de- independent once again. But because he is a very stupid person and he loves to lie, he's going to try to make you believe that he's producing more oil than Trump. This is all the smokescreen. I've done more than Trump has produced, and we still don't have enough. Like we're using too much or the demand is too high. So instead... Like what was said prior to this in that uh, audio clip you heard at the end, he would rather do business with terrorist nations, with hostile nations, and he would like to fund them as well. I can only imagine what will happen. Let's see. Let's fund Venezuela. Let's buy oil from them. I'm sure the Falk Islands will be even in more danger than they previously were because they are already uh, considering taking them over again and Britain will have to fight for them. And you want to go through OPEC, you know, all the terrorist nations over there that you're going to help fund and supply them so that they can create more acts of terror. Does any of this make sense to anyone at all? Because it sure as hell don't make no sense to me the way things are being done. I even saw a story and I'm going to try to explain this the best I can. Problem with the story is it's so ridiculous and it's so dumb that you're going to either have a hard time following it or you're going to think I'm full of crap. They're going to send Kamala Harris over to try to help Ukraine. Ukraine is getting frustrated, or at least Zelensky's getting frustrated, because he would like more help from his Western allies, and he just feels he's not getting enough. So there are some planes that the Ukrainians know how to fly, and the planes currently are stationed in Poland. Stay with me now. So instead of sending your pilots to the neighboring country, you know, you're in war, time is of the essence, you would think you want to do things as quickly as possible. Um, They don't really want the planes taking off from Poland because they feel that if they did that, that Russia would perceive that as a war-like act and they would potentially start a conflict with Poland, which in essence would start the beginning of World War III. And I'm sure none of us want that. However, 
I, I still think – just just stay with me. Let me just do that. Let me, let me finish the story first. So what the master plan is, is the Biden administration suggested that they move the planes from Poland to an American air base stationed in Germany and then the pilots can be transported to Germany – and they can take off from Germany because they feel that Russia is less likely to attack Germany. Did you get all that? <laughs> Blown away, right? It's so stupid. It's just literally, you got to wonder, did they get like a bunch of five-year-olds in the room together that were throwing darts at a board? And just wherever they landed is the plan we're going to go with because that is the most ridiculous. (laughs) There there could not have been any thought put into that plan. We're going to take planes from a neighboring country, which they could quickly get into and start defending their country immediately. No, we're going to stop that. We're going to ship them to a different country. Then we're going to ship the guys to that country. And then they're going to fly out of that country because we believe Putin wouldn't attack that country. What should concern you the most right now, honestly, is these are the morons, the idiots that are running our country right now. So God forbid if we were under attack, these are the types of plans that they're going to put together to defend our country. (laughs) It's just, boom, mind-blowing how stupid it is. I mean, I, I was, that one particular story, I really was struggling. I had to reread it, to be honest with you. I probably read it three or four times because I just thought I was missing a word here or there. Maybe I was reading too fast and I was skipping over it. Or maybe I was just misunderstanding something. Was there something deeper to it? Maybe it's just me. No, it's not me at all. (laughs) At all. That's the way the story goes. So keep in mind... That God forbid anything bad happens here. That you have those masterminds up there telling us they're going to keep us safe. That should be very comforting after hearing that. All right. The GOP got together and they want to help protect Ukraine. They want to send them some aid. Um, I'm going to let Cocaine Mitch explain it to you. Well, let me start by saying if I were the majority leader, we'd be on the Ukraine supplemental Right now, it's been challenging uh, to get our Democratic colleagues to do what I believe the Ukrainians uh, need at this particular point. But where we've ended up is at $14 billion. Um, In order to get to $14 billion, we actually had to uh, prevent House Democrats from blocking loan guarantees to help Eastern uh, NATO allies uh, buy American aircraft with their own money, which shouldn't have been a problem. The House Democrats tried to cut the own, uh, the administration's request for security assistance by $300 million. In other words, it's been like pulling teeth uh, to get out of House Democrats what the Ukrainians obviously need at this particular time. Um, and we've been slow, much too slow. But the package 
I gather, will be coming over from the House attached to the Omni. I think it's an important step that needs to be passed, and it needs to be passed quickly. He sounds just about as bad as Biden, doesn't he? <laughs> I mean, when you listen to him talk, you want to talk about somebody else that needs to retire that shouldn't be there? You want to talk about term limits? Yeah, Cocaine Mitch should have been retired a long time ago. He should not be in there speaking. Uh, what did Rush famously call him? The turtle? <laughs> it's so funny. Man, Rush was great because visually, if you look at him, I get it. <laughs> so, so, every time you would call him the turtle, I'd chuckle a little bit because I get it. He looks just like an old turtle popping his head out of his shell. I totally get it. Anyways, uh, there's a guy that should have been retired a long time ago. You know, I, I always say that I take more cheap shots at the Democrats probably because it's a lot easier because they're so hypocritical and they're always doing things that are just like out of this world stupid. It's easy. And as far as the Republicans go, there are plenty of rats on that side as well. Now, Granted, Ukraine needs aid, and I'm all for it. I know they're under attack, and they can use whatever aid they need um, right now to defend their country. They're doing a great job. Any supplies we can help them with short of us going over there handling it ourselves, great. Do what you got to do to help them out. I would like to point out, because I know everything moves so fast, it's not necessarily that people forget things. I just think that you get so consumed day-to-day by what's going on that unless you're reminded of things that happened in the past periodically, they just kind of slip out of your mind and you don't really think of them like you normally would. But it hit me that I remember when President Trump struggled, struggled to get the GOP to agree to $4 billion in spending to put up a wall on our southern border. $4 billion, not 14 Four billion. But yet, these same Republicans are willing to just give away $14 billion to assist with border protection for Ukraine. See, these are the moments that you really have to try to remember the best you can. There's a lot going on, guaranteed, but you got to try to remember them because right there it shows you uh, Cocaine Mitch is the head rat. He wanted to fight with Trump over $4 billion for us, for Americans, our homeland, the land he lives in, the people he represents in his state, us. $4 billion was a problem. But Ukraine, which we have little interest, if any, in the country, you're willing to spend $14, no problem. It's not even, like he said, it's moving too slow. It's not even fast enough for them. They can't get that money in their hands quick enough. But it was a problem to protect us. We really have to clean up the party. Um, I'm not truly a Republican, and I got to be careful how that's said. I'll just throw it out there first. I am registered as a Republican to combat the Democrats. I also would like to have a say in who represents the Republican Party. Therefore, I'm a registered Republican because in primaries and whatnot, independents generally cannot vote um, to decide who the front runner for either party is going to be. So I like to have the ability to look at people and make that decision on the side that 
aligns closer to my values. Let's put it that way. Generally, I'm probably more of an independent uh, because, for example, I don't have a big problem with moderate Democrats like a Tulsi Gabbard. Yes, there's going to be plenty of stuff that we disagree on, but I've said this before too. You can tell she loves this country, so she wants to do what's best for this country. It's just we have difference, we have a difference of opinion on how to get there. I'm okay with people like that. You know, I don't mind. I'll sit down and talk with you all day peacefully. Uh, we could even be friends. The reason I am a registered Republican is to combat the crazy leftists that are nothing like a Tulsi Gabbard that are truly out to destroy this country. So I would like to have a say in the person that's supposed to be representing my side so I can do some homework on them and find out where they really stand. And Mitch McConnell is probably the person that I would fight against the most because you're trying to represent a party that I know does not share his values. Mitch McConnell is definitely, he believes himself to be an elitist. Um, He's right in there in the mix with all of them. It's just like, you know, when you're seeing all the pictures of Bush and Obama and the Clintons and they're all chummy and buddy, buddy and hugging and kissing and everything, they could say whatever they want on TV. They could tell you whatever lies they want to tell you. But at the end of the day, these people are all friends. Why? Because they have a common goal. What is their common goal is that they are globalists. They know that they are the elite. They are the ones in charge. And they can tell all of us here on the bottom anything we want to hear. And even in the past, they have, I believe, done things of a give and take. You do this, I'll do that. You do this, I'll do that. That way people feel that both sides are winning at a time and you're pleasing both sides and patting everybody on the head and everybody will be good and we could continue to push our true agenda forward really unnoticed and unseen because everybody is you know, happy or appeased at what's going on. I do find that it is disgraceful that they'd be willing to spend more money on a foreign country than they would here at home. But even as dis- as disgraceful as I may find it, I was not surprised by it. So going forward, these are the things just be aware of next time that it's time to vote. You know, pay attention to your representative. You know, Don't do like the people in here in Florida do. We had election day yesterday. Uh, a lot of people out and uh, the percentages of people that voted, it was not in my area. I would have voted. Uh, it's sad to see, you know, your elections at home are the ones that impact you the most. I mean, these are the people in your localities. These are the people that when you want to know why there's a mask mandate, these are the first ones to give it to you. You want to know why your beaches and your parks are closed. It's because of them. You want to know what restrictions you have. It's because of them. So If there's an election worth paying attention to and making sure you show up to vote, it should be your local ones. A lot of people don't. Well, here in Florida, Broward County, Palm Beach County, Broward County, a dismal 12% of registered voters showed up to vote in in their different municipality, excuse me, over there that they had going on. And in Palm Beach County, you only had 17%. I mean, that's pitiful, pitiful of, of people need to pay attention of registered voters, 17 and 12. I mean, pitiful. 
Yeah, you couldn't even get 20% or 25. You would hope you get a good number, which is not even a good number, but man, you would hope for at least 50% of people in that area are paying attention, but that just shows you how nobody's paying attention. That shows you why people like a Mitch McConnell last as long as they do. Why Joe Biden lasted as long as he did, not to mention rigging in the voting system, but let's we'll stay away from that for the moment. Because people don't pay attention. You're too involved in your own life to think that you don't have to worry about those things. That, ah, it's an election, whatever it is, what it is. Nothing ever changes. That's all you ever hear. Ah, you vote for whatever, nothing ever changes. Well, uh, over the last two years, if you haven't learned your lesson, and if you think that nothing has changed for you in the course of the last two years, <laughs> you are sorely mistaken. And that's all over the country. You should be paying attention to your local elections. You should be getting out there to vote. If you are not, I'm not blaming you. Um, I would say get more involved. Go out of your way to see when these little local elections are. If it's your district, if it's your municipality. God, I can't even speak today. If 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 it's your area, get out there, vote, and make sure you're checking into these candidates so you vote for people that share your same philosophies in life that you know that if something like a COVID arises again, that rather than be dictators and lock you up, they're going to opt for more freedom. People that align with how you want the environment to be treated. You know, I could safely say that I am not an environmentalist. I'm certainly not a climate change uh, person. I don't believe in it at all. Zero. I've read too much opposing information to climate change, not to mention I've seen so many moves that climate change activists make that actually don't make any sense if you truly believe in that. You're hurting it. You're hurting the climate. You're hurting the earth more than you are helping it. So that just lets me know you're just a political body. So align with people because we all want to be good stewards of our environment. I mean, do you want to go down the street and you're just throwing trash out the window? You want to see trash everywhere? No, of course not. You want to dump oil on the ground? You want to you see toxic waste barrels everywhere? Of course we don't. Although they'd like you to believe that we're all like that, of course we don't. We want our areas to be clean and pretty, smell nice, fresh air. Everybody wants that. Don't tell me you don't. Okay, But people that align with what you believe in, vote for them. Get them in there because they are going to be the ones that literally have the most control over what happens to you in any type of a situation. I was pretty disappointed in Florida for having such low numbers come out, especially in those two particular counties. Like, man, you guys are not paying attention, and that is not good. You You got to, you really need to do better and show better and get out there and vote. All right, I'm sorry if I rambled a little bit today, and everything that I did was on the fly, off of memory only, so if there is any numbers or whatnot that does not happen to be 100% accurate, could just be that I am remembering wrong, hopefully not, I think everything I said is pretty on the mark, unless I totally bomb somewhere, and that's it, it's turd day, (laughs) if you'd like to follow me, or first, let me say, Please rate and review me. I, I don't, I, I, you know, the whole Apple thing, I don't even get it. I, I'm downloading so heavily right now. I, podcast downloads are a funny thing. 
you know, uh, they're up and down, you know, it's hit and miss some days. It's nothing. And other days it's like, Oh my God, everybody's listening today. Um, it's weird during the election. Uh, I was peaking in the podcast charts and I was in the top one. Uh, I got up to right around the top 100. I think I was like a 102 or 105, something like that. Um, I didn't break the hundred. But I would go between 100 and 250. That's all they really register on there. So I was bouncing all over the place in there during the elections of 2020. Uh, I would say I'm probably triple, even quadruple the amount of downloads daily that I was doing then. And uh, I'm nowhere to be seen on the charts. So I don't know if it has to something to do with rating and reviews or if, it, <laughs> you know, at this point, I have no idea. To be 100% honest, I have no idea. So I'm trying to get more people to rate and review me to see where it's at. Does all of a sudden, do I pop into the charts and that would at least give me a better idea of like, okay, so basically it's on reviews and ratings. That's how you go in and out of the charts. It really has nothing to do with downloads. They're not actually tracking your downloads. Something new, uh, something I'm thinking about. I don't know for sure. I don't truly understand how they work. I've asked quite a few people and it doesn't seem like anybody does. So we'll see. Um... But if you would, please rate and review me. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I am at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N, Gab or Parlor. I am at The Real Little Joe. CloudHub, I am at Little Joe CC. YouTube, I am at Little Joe CC. And Rumble, I am at Little Joe's Conservative Corner. You can also contact me through my website, littlejoecc.com, and you go to the contact section and you can send me an email. Beyond that, enjoy the rest of your day. We will do it again tomorrow. It's Friday, baby. Oh, 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 oh,